Hey, Money Multipliers. Welcome back to another episode. Thanks for stopping by. In this episode, we're diving in with me and my close colleague, Brian Shea. So uh, Brian actually does live here in Florida with us, and uh, I am down here in Florida, back home in town. And uh, really, the topic we're going to dive into is asset-based long-term care. Now, this is a specific product, okay? This is a specific product that One America, also known as American United Life, One America is based out of Indianapolis. And this is a product that's like, unlike any other product out there on the market when we're talking about long-term care. Uh, As Brian likes to call it, it's not the dinosaur of long-term care. So there's some really cool things, even rolling over qualified money into this product to help you and your family in the future. Guaranteed death benefits, guaranteed cash accumulation. So it's just a product that I just wanted to give y'all more details on because this is something that people will come and ask me. And actually, a topic that's been popping up in my family recently as well. Um, Nanny and Papa, you know, they're getting to those ages where they need the assisted living. And uh, how are we going to fund for those assisted living times and needs when we get to those ages, right? This is why we're talking about what we do over here is prepping for the seen and unseen circumstances in life. So as we get into this, you know, so Brian, he's talking about a specific product at One America and uh, his uh, contact info website is all going to be in the description link below. So check out Brian, you know, he's a really cool, awesome guy. And um, actually my family just started an asset-based long term care. Mom and pops, they both started one because just like Brian says, as we get into this, we want to preserve and keep our wealth. It's not getting rich, but we don't want to go poor, right? So uh, let's hop into it. Hi, Money Multipliers. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kessler, where we talk about do our dollars make sense? And for my folks out there on YouTube, you can see that I'm here with an unfamiliar face. Y'all have not seen him on our YouTube before. So um, I'm here joined by Mr. Brian Shea. And uh, Brian lives down here in Florida with us. He's in Gainesville. And um, Brian, let me ask you, how long have you been living there? Thank you, Hannah. Good to be with everybody today. Been in Gainesville 25 years, went to school at the University of Florida, and uh, just really never wanted to leave that area. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and your family is here as well? Married, have three boys. They are 19, 16, and 11. Okay. Keeping me busy. Three boys, too. Good, good. Well, now, so I brought Brian on the show because this topic that I get asked about from time to time, you know, I'm just not an expert in, you know, I I love teaching the infinite banking concept and teaching y'all how to take back that control of your money and your financial life. But there is more to the spectrum of money than this infinite banking concept, right? There's so many other things that we can discuss. And so one thing that we need to think about is the long-term care in our life, a big topic that a lot of us don't like to really talk about. So I guess, Brian, let me ask you, what is long-term care? 
Yeah, um, Hannah, great question. Obviously, um, the principles and values that, that drive Hannah and the Money Multiplier and everything that, that, that she's teaching all over this great country of ours of taking back control of your money is one aspect of it. Um, Asset-based long-term care is really the strategy that we're going to talk about today, and it's unlike the dinosaur, what I call the dinosaur of long-term care, which is when people buy a product, give money to an insurance carrier, and if they never ever go under claim or need some type of benefit, then the insurance company got all the money and the client really didn't get anything. That's the dinosaur of long-term care, and that's not what we're going to talk about. We're gonna talk about a strategy that regardless of what happens, someone's going to end up getting the money. But long-term care in its basically definition is care provided by an insurance carrier, someone that's going to take care of someone in need that is gonna go under claim. Got it, got it. And, and long-term care, and some of y'all may be familiar, you know, it, it's maybe our grandparents or our parents may have gone through this. You know, it, it's the um, Alzheimer's, it's the dementia that could come up. It's the, you know, not being able to be mobile, bathe or cook for yourself. So in those time of needs, you gotta prep for that because then once it comes up and, and you don't have that nest egg of the money there or that support, what's gonna happen, yep. right? Yep. So good, good. Now, talk to us about this, all right? So we're, we're over here, we're, we're the money multiplier. We talk about the infinite banking concept and teach folks about uh, privatized banking. And so Sterling Wyatt, so that is the name of your company. Yep. And Sterling Wyatt, you know, how, how do we work together? Yeah, the uh, very easy uh, way that we work together, mainly due to the fact that Hannah and the money multiplier and the, the entire team at the money multiplier their principles and values really align well with mine. And what I mean by that in our team here at Sterling Wyatt is obviously one of our values is that whatever you spend your lifetime accumulating should be preserved, transferred within your family, and we don't believe that the government of the United States should get uh, any, of the, any of your money, either A, while you're alive, try to reduce your taxes as much as possible, and then when you die, obviously you should transfer your legacy and what you spent a lifetime accumulating to the next generation. And then secondary, really, when it comes to long-term care, there's the principle of this. And it's basically, after spending 30, 40, 50 years of our lives working for a living, people should retire with dignity. And there's nothing dignified about having your children or a neighbor or another family member taking care of you at some point in time when you're in need in your elder years. Yeah. Um, so those are the principles and values that drive us. Sterling Wyatt and the Money Multiplier work great together uh, due to the fact that I understand how permanent life insurance works. I understand how the Money Multiplier teaches, how to use, use your money in that closed system and properly designed, properly crafted, properly funded you can actually use your banking policies in addition to this strategy. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Yes, here, here in just a little bit. No, good. Now, now talk to us a little bit uh, on a personal note. What got you into long-term care? Why are you passionate about this long-term care? Yeah, pretty simple. Uh, early in my career, uh, had a neighbor. He was an elder gentleman and started asking me a little bit about what I do because he just saw me coming and going at my home. And as we talked through um, the different strategies from a tax standpoint, uh, he started asking about this. 
and quite frankly, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, the carrier that we that we really use for this strategy, and there's only one, and the name of that company is One America. They're out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and the reason we use them, quite frankly, I'm gonna give you three. First of all, they patent a product almost 30 years ago, and most of the time, people are gonna ask me these two questions. They're gonna say, this sounds too good to be true, and then they're gonna say, why isn't everyone doing this? Oh, I hear that all the time. And here's the answer, <laughs> yeah. Here's the answer, and my answer is this. One America is not a company that advertised during the Masters, and they haven't put their name on the side of a football stadium. Yeah. So, but One America's product is very simple. They have a patent that takes a husband and a wife, or two people, and they put them on one policy. And from an actuarial standpoint, the underwriting is much, much simpler. Hmm. Number two, they allow you to use IRA money or qualified money to fund their product. So as a tax strategy, there's nothing like it in the country. No one else can do it. Okay. And then the third part, and really this is coming back to Hannah's question of why I got into this and why I use it, when I looked at my neighbor, I knew from day one I was never going to put myself in a position where I had to go to his wife or his children and say, hey, he's out of money, you got to go take him out of the nursing home or you have to start doing care yourself. One America is the only insurance company in the United States that pays a lifetime benefit. Hmm. They never stop paying the benefit. And now, and now this is what you're talking about, that it's not the dinosaur product. It's not the dinosaur long-term care. This is, this is something that, that's different, that's out there on the market, that's not any traditional long-term care that has come before. That's right. Okay. And Hannah, the, the answer to your question there is obviously today we're not going to get into product details and running an illustration or anything like that. But One America's product, the reason that it's different is it's built on a whole life insurance foundation. So no matter what happens, if a husband and wife own a policy and neither one of them ever need it, it's going to provide a tax-free death benefit to their estate or to their heirs. If either one of them ever need it, then it's going to pay them a lifetime benefit that never runs out. The dinosaur of long-term care, the problem with those carriers is again, they didn't understand how to price it. Therefore, people all over this great country are seeing 200, 300, 600% increases in their premiums. There's no guarantee. And most of the time, those benefit timelines are somewhere between three years and seven years. Hmm. And then the policy basically blows up. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, that's interesting. That's very, and actually I'm learning new stuff that I didn't even know. So good. Now here's here's one thing that I want to talk about. You know why? Just like just actually just like life insurance. Why don't people want to talk about long term care? Yeah. So um, why doesn't anyone ever want to talk about this? That I can boil down into one word: denial. Yeah. I'll expand on it. Most of us are perfectly healthy, psychologically well-adjusted human beings, and what that means is you're in complete denial of your mortality or your morbidity. And the morbidity comes into long-term care. Mortality is obviously the life insurance death benefit. Mm -hmm. But regardless of what you believe in, the way God built the human being is we're to denial our, our mortality. 
If I wasn't in denial of my mortality, I would not have driven two hours down from Gainesville, Florida at a rate of 80 to 85 miles an hour, weaving in and out of cars on an interstate to get down here to share this information with you because I'd be too paralyzed with the fact that I could die at any second. So denial is at the root of any objection when it comes to long-term care or even life insurance. Agreed. I agree. I'm glad that you touched on that point because even, you know, we, we on here, we do talk a lot about the financing aspect in our life. And we really do need to understand that death benefit, life insurance, long-term care, just protection in general is an important part of our life here living on this planet. So, so now we did talk a little bit about, you know, the asset-based um, long-term care product that One America offers. What, what's like a normal, like, like case design, you know, yeah. that y'all are, that, that you do? Yeah. Um, I'm going to answer that in two different areas. One area would be just the normal people that are somewhere, I would say the average age that the clients are coming to us and wanting to have this conversation are somewhere between 45 and maybe up to about 65. So anyone that is under the age of 59 and a half, and I use that number because, um, well, most people don't know me very well, but I'm not a big fan of the government of the United States. Um, I don't like to pay taxes any more than anyone else, and I certainly want to transfer as much as my wealth to my children and my grandchildren at some point in time. So the average case, we're gonna look at taking a husband and wife, putting them on one policy because that's the way the policy works. If you're under 59 and a half, then you cannot, then we're not gonna advise you to use qualified money. You can use IRA money, you can use 401k money, and there's a tremendous amount of wealth all over this country that people over the age of 59 and a half have money in those accounts and they're never going to use it Mm -hmm. and they don't need it. And one of the worst places you can have money at that age when you die is inside of a traditional IRA. Mm -hmm. So under 59 and a half, we're going to design the policies over a 10 or a 20 pay. We're going to put the husband and wife both on one policy. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the statistics, Hannah, on long-term care, the average cost is somewhere between four to $5,000 on a monthly basis. Most of the clientele that we work with are a little bit higher net worth, so we're looking at maybe $7,500 monthly benefit or $10,000 monthly benefit for the husband and the spouse. So $120,000 a year in benefit if you need care or if both the husband and wife are both under care, it's $240,000, close to a quarter of a million dollars a year in benefit that never runs out. And I know that everybody wants to ask the million dollar question, well, what's that cost? Mm-hmm. Well, the cost of that is, is normally somewhere around $9,000 per year up to maybe twelve dollars or $13,000 a year, maybe $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. The good part about that is <clears throat> once you understand how this works, there's a life insurance component to it, which everyone knows is not tax deductible. Yeah. However, the way that One America's product works because it's life and long-term care, the long-term care part of that payment is a tax-deductible amount. So from a design standpoint also, and just to share this with you, we can get into more details on a one-on-one conversation, but another great point about using One America is from a case design standpoint or policy design, you can design it at a five-year, over a 10-year pay, over a 20-year, 
you can do a single premium or you can use IRA money. And again, this is for the people out there that are over 59 and a half mm -hmm. that understand that they can reposition dollars that they've never paid taxes on. For example, if you move 200 grand over out of an IRA over to, to One America's policy, they actually give you a 20% bump. Yep. So 200 grand becomes 240 grand. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to pay the distribution on the taxes. Mm -hmm. They drip that over a 10 year period. The point of that is it's extraordinarily flexible because you can go from a five, 10, 20 lifetime or even a single premium. Wow. And that's powerful. A lot of options. Yeah, that's powerful, powerful. Now, now here's the question that I sometimes get. Um, hey, can I use my asset-based long-term care policy for banking? You know, because from what I understand, these asset-based long-term care policies do build up the cash value. And that cash value is, correct me if I'm wrong, what we use for the assisted living or the benefits. Is that right? Or no, does it come from that continuation of benefits? Yeah, great question. And here's the answer. And, and over the last probably 18 months, maybe two years, that uh, my organization has been working in very uh, uh, intimately, if you will, with some of the Money Multiplier clients, that's a question that you guys ask a lot because of what Hannah and the Money Multiplier team teaches in regards to using your cash value. You don't want to use your asset-based long-term care policy as a banking policy. You want to use it, and let me say it this way. <clears throat> I was going to say this to the end, so I may say it twice, but here's the answer. You don't buy long-term care to become rich. Yeah. You buy asset-based long-term care policies to keep from becoming poor. One of the initial questions that I ask people when they start down this road is this, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Client, do you guys believe you're ever going to spend through your estate? Hmm. And a lot of times people have accumulated $3 million, $5 million, $6 million, $10 million, and the answer is normally, no, there's no way we're ever going to spend through our estate. Yeah. And my answer is this. I would agree with you, Mr. and Mrs. Client, with the exception of if either one of you have a catastrophic health event, you can blow through millions in a very short period of time. That's a, I'm gonna wrap back around to Hannah's question. Should you use asset-based long-term care policies as banking policies? The answer is no, because that's what the money multiplier has designed for you. You already have a banking policy. Here's the answer use your banking policy to fund your asset-based long-term care strategy. Bingo. Because it's a buffer against, just like you're using your life insurance, against your investments not working out. And in this case, it happens to be a great tax strategy. And just to clarify one point that Hannah made, it is a whole life insurance foundation. Yeah. So it does build cash value and it will continue to build cash value. However, if you go under claim or when you go under claim, you're going to use the death benefit first mm -hmm. and the cash value is actually always going to be there. It's never going to go down. Hmm. So your cash value is always protected inside not only your money multiplier policy, but also the asset-based long-term care. 
I'm glad that you brought up that story because that's where dad was at. So actually my father and my mom, they went out and they actually just purchased a a, um, asset-based long-term care policy because they were always under the assumption of, you know, I don't need it. My, if I ever go under, my state is going to take care of me. But I'm glad that you said that because it it is, it it keeps you from go. It's not going to make you rich, but it keeps you from protecting those assets and from not going poor. So dad, dad clicked that. And that's uh, why he just uh, purchased his uh, policy on him and my mom. I think that's a good segue into another question that we were going to cover today, and that is, you know, what do the wealthy in this country do or know about permanent life insurance and even asset-based long-term care that maybe middle-class America don't realize or haven't wrapped their head around? Don't think about. Yep. And, And that's this. No different than the money multiplier. They do an incredible, phenomenal job of explaining to people how you can, uh, I'll put it in my words, you can shove a tremendous amount of money through the door of a life insurance policy, allow it to grow in a tax shelter, not have to worry about the government taxing you on it. You can use it anytime you want for whatever you want and never have to pay the penalties or the taxes on any of that because the government didn't invent life insurance. Mm -hmm. The life insurance invented life insurance. And what the wealthy have known for years, and you can read any number of books, the Rockefellers, all those other books, that they understand. In the asset-based long-term care, one of the first clients of the money multiplier that looked at this, the net worth was somewhere around $46 million. Mm -hmm. And it even crossed my mind, why does this guy want to talk to me about asset-based long-term care? But the wealthy understand that why should you spend a dollar of your money for a dollar's worth of benefit if you can transfer the risk to an insurance carrier, spend 20 cents of your dollar to get a dollar's worth of benefit. And that's really what the wealthy understand. They understand leverage and they understand transfer of risk. Hmm. And it's not just exclusively for the wealthy. Middle class America can use this strategy. Good, good. I'm glad that you touched on that. That that's a lot about um, what what we do, and I think this it just ties in perfectly yep. to the perfect portfolio of what somebody should have. Now, with long term care, you know, so um, so you told us, you know, kind of the age ranges that uh, kind of get into this, and um, l- let's talk again about you know long term care and infinite banking policies. You know, yes, we, we we did touch on that. So so just to be totally clear, no, you cannot use the, the long term care for financing other things in your lifetime. Now, I will agree. The answer is yes, you can use that cash value, but it, it, it's going to decrease those benefits when you really do exercise the long-term care. Is that right? And that's yes. why we don't want to use it. Yes. So what, what we're doing is, is that <clears throat> use your infinite banking policy, right? Because this is all that we do with financing all the transactions in our life. Use the IBC cash value then to go buy your long-term care policy and, and for paying that premium. That's what I would personally do. Um, so now, Brian, I, I have uh, one last question for you, but um, is there anything else that you think is important for the people or just the general public to know about long-term care? So I'm going to ask a personal question, Hannah, because okay. you said this is what you would do. Yeah. So how young are you? 
I'm 23. Okay. Yeah. So Hannah could not do that yet mm-hmm. because she's 23. Mm-hmm. So and I just want to be very clear on that because she will do it when she becomes 35, which is the minimum age that you can actually use this strategy with One America. You've got to be 35 years of age to put yourself into the policy. And in addition to that, just because we haven't uh, shared this with you, do you have to be married? No, you don't have to be married. The policy does put two people on one policy, but if you're single and just want to use this strategy, then you can do that as as an individual person. So I just want to clear that up. All right, good. Well, I learned actually a lot of more stuff that I didn't even know about in this whole realm of long-term care. So I'm mean, let me ask you, Brian, are there uh, FAQs or is there anything else that you would like to share with us that people should think about? Yeah, I, I think that um, as, as you're watching this and having the conversation, um, if you're young, then you have parents. Um, if you're a little bit older, I can tell you that I'm 51 years of age. I put myself and my wife into this strategy when I was 45. I did it on a 10-year pay, so at 55, I'm completely done, and that policy will protect my wife and I for the rest of our lives. Hmm. And again, from a um, uh, from a dignity standpoint, uh, you know, I certainly don't ever want my children to have to bathe me, take me to the restroom, change my clothes, do any of that. And I'm not a huge statistical guy. But if you do any kind of research out there, you're going to find that the numbers are about 70%, meaning seven out of every 10 people will need some type of care, whether it be home health care, nursing home care, facility care. Seven out of 10 people will need some type of care prior to the age of 65. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not a statistic guy. I don't use them in my conversations. It's more about... um, not being that perfectly healthy, psychologically well-adjusted human being that's in denial of the fact that we're all going to end up needing this stuff at some point in time. Not to beat the drum, One America, again, is the carrier. Um, They're the only option in the United States of America that they're the only company that pays a lifetime benefit. They're the only company that allows you to use IRA or qualified retirement funds as a strategy. And if you're interested, which I assume everyone is interested in keeping more of their money and not giving it to the government in taxes, it's the only product out there that you can really use as a tax strategy. And it complements what the Money Multiplier family teaches everyone all over the country every day. And you can use the two tandemly. Yeah. We love saving on taxes. Good. Now, last one. All right. Yep. What, what's your mission? What's your mission here here on this planet and what you want to do in your lifetime? Uh, very. I can round that up into one of my principles and values that one of my deep, deep beliefs is that what you've accumulated financially in your lives should be preserved, should transfer within your family. And the government of the United States should not get any of your money when you pass away. That is in line with the money multiplier and everything that Hannah and her entire team have been teaching, uh, you know, from coast to coast all over the country. Um, And the last thing I would say is this, when you talk about maybe in closing, if we're closing up, when you start talking about this, again, I'm going to reiterate this. 
This is not a strategy that you use to become rich. You've already accomplished that by being a money multiplier client and you're on the right track. You use this strategy to make sure that you never become poor because of the need of some type of care. So the wealthy understand how to do it. Uh, the infinite banking concept is the uh, unconventional wisdom, if you will. And if there's information from an FAQ or whatever it may be, then I'm sure my information is gonna be out there at some point in time. Yeah. And reach out to one of our team members or myself, and we're happy to have that conversation. That's it. I'm gonna put uh, Brian's info down below in the description box. And um, Brian, I, I just appreciate you being on and just helping us learn more about other possibilities that are out there. And, and I challenge y'all listeners, you know, if, if you're, if this is just something new, I hope we taught you something new today. And maybe if you have been thinking about it, I mean, Brian doesn't charge anything to, for you to give him a call. I hope he doesn't. I don't know. Nope. I just said that. <laughs> nope. Make the phone call. Yeah. So, so, so just book a time with him and just talk about it. So um, just as Nelson Nash says, the arrival syndrome, you can never stop learning. There's always more and more to learn. So um, anyways, that's all I have today. Is there anything else that you want to tell the audience? Nope. Enjoyed spending some time with you. Thank you, Hannah, for having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, now we're out and we're out. We're going to go uh, get some grub now. And um, I appreciate you being here. Awesome. Thanks. Yep. We'll catch you next time. Alrighty, y'all. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want a part two, let me know. If there's questions that you have, please write them in. We'll do another episode just on all different questions that y'all will write into us. So um, if you've made it this far, uh, please reach out. I will send you a copy of Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery, written by Brent Kessler, my father, and our close friend, colleague, mentor, uh, Chris Noggle. So uh, reach out to me. And uh, if you want to learn more about the infinite banking concept, head over to www.themoneymultiplier.com and up on the homepage resources, you'll find the presentation. So until next time, I'll catch you then. Bye y'all.